Hi, my name is Ian Riley. And I'm Michael Fields. And you're listening to My Best Guess. It's a show where we invite all dads and father figures to join us as we journey through the unique challenges and joys of fatherhood. So grab your coffee and pull up a chair because whether you're a seasoned dad or a soon-to-be, we're excited for you to join us on this episode of My Best Guess. Wow. Well, this is exciting. Super exciting. Because this will be our first, our inaugural, I can't say that word, inaugural? Inaugural. Inaugural. Our inaugural guest on uh, My Best Guest. So we're just going to jump right into this. This is uh, hopefully something we'll get to do more often, especially with this particular guest. This is um, a guy who is a president of Western Land Services. I'll never be a president in my life. Maybe I'll be the president of like a the fan club of my best guest. I was vice president of the Super Smash Bros. Club. Come on, in, in Michael. Yep. Put it on your resume. Married for 33 years. Uh, leadership enthusiast. Father of two. One, oh, he's the father to one special person sitting uh, right next to me. Michael, our very own uh, show host of my best guest. That's me. Standing at six feet four inches, the corn-fed farm boy from eastern Oklahoma, introducing Sean Fields. <laughs> Good morning, guys. Good morning, Good morning, Sean. Thank you. Gosh, thank you so much for doing this. We we obviously oh, man, have, I, I, we have, I couldn't be happier to I couldn't be happier to be here joining you guys. This is uh this is uh Michael's been after me to to uh do this for some time and so I uh, I just appreciate the invitation. Thanks, guys. Of course, guys. yeah. We one of these days, you know, we might have like a budget and we can send you flowers or something. <laughs> but we have nothing. Yeah. So we we can't offer you anything but hopefully a good time. Thank you seriously so much for doing this. Um we're excited to hear uh more of your perspective of father cuz you have you have a perspective that we we just don't have. You know, I'm a father of a of a 2-year-old. I'm fostering another 2-year-old. Michael, your daughter's 3 months old. Yeesh. Is it three months? Three months, I, almost. I always get that wrong. A few wrong. more days. And Sean, so you've been a father for 26, coming up on 27 years. That's right. What has, well, let's just start with something broad. What's that journey been like? What, and you know, I know that's a broad, really big question, but things that come to your mind when you think of your journey of fatherhood. Um, well, it's been, uh, I will tell you, I can't, it's hard to think about that journey without thinking about my own journey with my own father as I, as I process it. But, uh, you know, the journey of fatherhood is, has been, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know, this is going to sound sort of mundane and maybe overused, but, you know, I mean, it's just been the best thing that's ever happened to me. I mean, yeah. I've, I've been very fortunate to, for God to have given me a couple of really good humans and, um, and to be able to steward, uh, as best I know how through that, uh, of course, along with my, my outstanding partner in life, um, has just been really the absolute most challenging and absolute best, uh, uh, of my life. Nothing, nothing eclipses fatherhood for me. Yeah. As, uh, well, I know Michael, you also have questions to ask, but I, you know, one of the things that we, we talk about here, we try to talk about is the challenges and joys of fatherhood. Is there a particular, you know, joy or challenge? Cause you mentioned both, right. In that answer, you mentioned both, like it's been mm-hmm. your greatest joy, the whole, just fatherhood itself. Absolutely. But you also mentioned certainly yeah. the challenges of it. Is there a challenge or a joy that comes to mind, you know, in, in 27 years of, of being a dad? <laughs> you know, I think just. I mean, of late, I've been at this really, really sweet 
spot uh, <clears throat> in my life for fatherhood. And I think that's kind of what's front and center in my mind is watching my kids, uh, you know, accomplish, um, you know, their goals of finishing school, you know, getting out in the world and, and, and becoming contributing members of society, you know, taking care of themselves, uh, you know, starting to establish their own goals. And just to look at that and know that I've somehow been a part of that brings such an incredible satisfaction. Um, I mean, you know, so that's kind of really where I'm at in my fatherhood journey right now is just looking at my kids and going, wow, you know, yeah. I, and they're so much stronger and better than I was at their age, both of them. And, and it's just, it really is very rewarding to see, you know, on the challenging front, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, I listen to you guys talk about, you know, your little ones and, and, you know, you're very, I mean, you guys are both much better dads than I was at, at, at your age. Uh, you're both much more. I don't buy it. I don't nurture. buy it. Nah, you're a bunch more nurturing and caring. And, you know, the world was a little bit different. You know, my, my lifestyle was a little bit different than did what you guys have. I think he did. I, yeah. he just I think he's attacking our masculinity <laughs> yeah. right now. I'm trying really hard not to. But yeah, you guys are a couple <laughs> of chicks a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, there's a lot ahead of you and I don't even know how to encapsulate the challenging part. We can dive into maybe some of the, some of those as we talk along here, but you know, there's a lot, there's a lot. Yeah. No need to hold back. I know there's a lot of challenging things (laughs) about raising me. So yeah. Well, no, it's not, it's not, it's not necessarily about you. It's, it's about just, I think raising, (laughs) I think it's not, (laughs) it's just about raising kids. You know, I think it's a, the world's a tough place, you know, and, 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 you know, watching your kids, uh, you know, I, we can talk about challenges more later, but yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot. So I want to hone in on a point you were making. Um, you said that we said that you'd been married for 33 years, coming up on 34 years. Is that right? When's 34? Or coming up on 33. No, 30, 33 will be February 23rd of this year. Oh, wow. So we're, just, we're, just, we're just creeping up on 33 here uh, years. That of, is so awesome. Yeah, that is, a, wow. that, uh, is a long, that is a long time, long marriage. Uh, congratulations to you guys for that. Um, I did want to ask, having been married for 33 years, what are some key mm-hmm. contributions that mom made that informed the kind of father that you became? Um, and what kind of father would you have been without her? Do you think? Oh, guys. Wow. Um, yeah, there is just no question that, um, I, I picked a partner in life. I married a girl that I met when I was 12 years old. She was 11. We were, uh, I was in love with her. I mean, I to sound just really, kind of silly. I was in love with this girl this moment I met her. And, and, uh, and so, uh, you know, it, there's just not any aspect of my life that hasn't been shaped by my relationship with my wife and she's been an outstanding partner. And I think the, I think the best thing, uh, about, uh, Sue Ann in my life as a father is, and really is all across the board is that she has just grounded me. Uh, I mean, I get, I get out into other aspects of my life where, you know, I, I, as you've said at the outset, Ian, I'm I'm a real leader focused kind of personality and, and, and I sort of find myself in that role a lot in various stages and areas of my life. And so my wife has been just outstanding at, at putting her hands on my cheeks and saying, slow down cowboy, you know, I know who you are, I know where you're from and you need to remember that. And so, so I think in terms of, you know, informing uh, the best of what's happened in my life. My wife has been a, a wonderful partner uh, and a grounding partner for me. 
uh, throughout. Um, she's also offers, you know, what I think is really godly, wifely uh, wisdom and sort of saying, you know, take a breath. You know, you're thinking about this wrong when she when she felt like I was missing the mark. Um, and so uh, and, but she also respected my authority in her home in that regard, too. So, yeah. um, you know, it, it cautioned me to be careful too. Um, so watching her interplay with our kids and I mean, I always try to pay attention to that and, and just kind of play along with her, but she's always been really good about partnering with me and in, in parenting. So and I think that's hugely important. Sounds like she did a lot to kind of pull you down from the stresses of having to kind of lead at a really high level at, um, across multiple organizations. Is that kind of where you're at? Yeah. I mean, I mean, Michael, you know, your mom, I mean, her, her methods of doing that sometimes are a little direct, but I think <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's kind of like, you're, you're not the president at home boss, yeah. so, you know, sit down, you know, you just sit down. I'm going to, I'm going to make sure you understand, uh, you know, uh, the mistakes you're making right now. Yeah. So, so yeah, she's, she's done a lot to, she, she's focused a lot in her life, particularly from the time that she decided to stay home and, and, and be, you know, a homemaker and, and, and caretaker of you guys, our kids and, and me. Uh, she really leaned into really caring, uh, not yeah. just food and, and things like that, but really making sure that she's trying to set an environment that's pleasing to all of us. And so that's, that's been a huge, huge, thing for me uh, to be able to enjoy all these years. So just going into that a little bit more. So, you know, cause I remember when you were at work uh, and then you'd come home, especially after like a stressful day, there was a lot. I remember mom would use the word like compartmentalizing, like you would have a hard time, yeah. you would have a hard time, like kind of like setting down from the day and like, kind of, you know, like, okay, I'm turning to my family or maybe, it, maybe it wasn't that you had a hard time with that, but maybe it was more like you, she felt like you were just shifting and there wasn't like a natural, you know, progression into like, okay, now I'm dad at home. You know, there wasn't like a natural organic piece to that. Um, so I guess, I guess my question with that is how is it different leading? Cause you were a, so just to add a little more color, you were a, uh, you were a, a leader kind of at the executive level at Chesapeake energy. And then, um, and now you're working for Western Land Services and you're the president of that company. So you've been elite and you've been doing that for what, 20, 20 years. You've been kind of leading at that high level, um, that right. highest level. And, um, and I'm just curious what the difference is between leading your family and leading kind of just this large swath of employees and leaders that you have underneath you. Well, there. Um, that's a really, that's a really amazingly challenging question to answer. Isn't that a good question? There, that that's all. That yeah. that was a Michael one right there, and I was like, God, yeah, that's it's, a good question. Well, I'll try to I'll try to answer it this way because I I don't I don't want to I could wax on about this because Michael and I've talked about this topic some, but I think I think what makes it really really hard uh, to answer that is that there are so many things in in leadership uh, in a corporate environment for my leadership style, that's very, uh, collaborative consensus building. And it's very, uh, you know, mentorship driven, uh, coaching driven. There's so many similarities between what I try to do in my leadership style, um, at, at work and, you know, in other areas, you know, maybe even in church service or whatever that, that are so similar to the, to the skills required to be what I feel like to be a good dad. So, or uh, not so much a good husband. I mean, some of those, that's a whole different dads and husbands are two kind of really discreetly different roles. So, 
but I mean, I think, um, so what happens is, is I wind up borrowing, you know, one from the other, uh, and I do this at work too. And, um, and when those lines get a little too blurry, uh, that's when I get into trouble. So, so I, I want to keep, um, my, uh, uh, the one discreetly different or one very distinctly different thing about being a dad from being a leader, uh, of, of a team is that, you know, you're trying to, you're trying to, uh, steward and shape and, and, and inform your child in a different, uh, way than you are those that you lead in the workplace. I mean, there are some similarities, but there's some really, really big differences and they would seem rather obvious, I think. Yeah. But, um, so, so I think it's, that's, uh, so what makes it really challenging to distinguish Michael is when I come home from work, when you guys were small and I would have to, you know, really shift those gears, but I'm still borrowing some of the same things, right. Uh, things like intentionality, you know, coaching, uh, mentorship, uh, objectivity about things and that, that, that you really need as a parent too, you know, that you, you still need those at work as well. Yeah. And, you know, I read, I was reading through the book, the servant that I know is a really big part of your, um, journey as a leader. Um, it's by John James C Hunter. Is that right? Yeah. Jim Hunter. Yes. Jim Hunter. Yeah. And, um, and I, I remember in the book, I think that he defined leadership as kind of like, um, I mean, one of the ways he defined it is like kind of getting people to be enthusiastic about wanting like to do what you want them to do. Right. And that was kind of right. from a corporate level um, leadership vision. Do you think that that transfer is that kind of the same thing when you're talking about leading your kids or is that or are those kind of different things? Are you looking for different things when you're leading your family? Yeah, that's a that's a that's one of the really blurry lines. Right. So so you know me, Michael, as a dad that was, I tried really, really hard to answer those why questions, you know, dad, why do I have to do it? You know, and I was willing to engage that question. I didn't want to be the kind of parent that said, cause I'm the dad and you just yeah. got to do it. You know, I mean, here's, here's why this is good for you. Here's why, here's why this makes sense. And here's why I feel the way I feel about it. Um, but one of the things that's really different about, you know, parenting as opposed to leading a team is, you know, um, uh, and Michael will remember this, but one time I actually made him go get his Bible and read Exodus twenty twelve, which is one of the first Bible verses I ever learned. And it's, it's honor your father and your mother that your days, you know, might be long on the land, which the God gives you. And so yeah. I made him read that out loud, you know, and, <laughs> and, you know, in a moment of, in a moment of, uh, uh, conflict, you know, <laughs> and so, you know, I mean, no matter what happens, your kids have to honor you and your kids have to, you know, they yeah. have to, and, and, you know, your employees don't, <laughs> so, oh, so sure. they don't have to agree. It's a dictatorship in the corporate environment. You know, I, as much as I want to be the kind of boss that builds consensus and explains and, 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 and gets people on my team at the end of the day, I'm the boss and it's going to be the way I want, to, want it to be. Yeah. And so at home, I mean, I don't want to trounce my kids like that. You know, I don't want to trounce my wife like that. I don't want to do that. I mean, there are times when I say, well, I, you know, here we are and, and I'm going to win, you know? <laughs> so, it, you know, there's times when that has to be that way. And I think you have to, you know, fathers, you know, in particular, I think have to balance that against what's the verse over, I think it's in, uh, I think it's in Ephesians that talks about uh, don't exasperate your kids, you know, mm -hmm. don't, don't push them to the place where they're angry and frustrated to the point where they're going to, you know, be led into uh, disrespecting you or, 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 or the values that, that you're trying to teach them. So, right. And you're balancing um, so you that against the, 
you're balancing that against the other verse that's like, he who spares the rod hates his children. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a, I mean, you know, y- yes, you have to discipline your kids. And I, you know, I mean, there's just no getting around it. And you can, you know, and I'm, and I probably kind of err on the side of, you know, explaining, 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 yeah. explaining, you know, and then there comes a point where you just got to say, okay, you know, uh, you know, where's the paddle, you know, whatever it is, what, where's the corner that you need to sit in, whatever that you need to use to discipline your kids. So, uh, so sorry, I hit a generational difference there. I'm fine. By anyway, the way. so I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, yes, you have to balance those, uh, very acutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would love to hear you, um, process like, okay. So we, you know, we say in the intro, you're like your father of two and now you're a granddad, but I, Gosh, I, yep. but you, we, we've talked about this, um, on one have been the first or second episode, um, of the show that we talked about how generous you are with your wisdom and leadership. And, and I would say, at least from my seat, how generous you are with your fatherhood. You know, like I've had plenty of conversations with you where, yeah, I look to you as a, as a mentor and as a leader and as a source of wisdom, but I mean, at least for me, and and maybe it wasn't that that way in, in the moment for you, but at least for me, I was looking at you as like, okay, now you're sitting in sort of a father role of like, you know, I'd, I'd love to hear your perspective on, you know, what decision I might make or whatever, just, just as a, as a, as a father figure. And, and one of the things that, one of the things that we talk about, um, or that we want to produce here, um, with these conversations is, is a place for father figures in, in whatever capacity that is, you know? And so as you sure. in your life, you've stepped in to being a father figure to, um, um, you know, countless people and lives you've stepped in, um, whether it be family members, um, uh, or friends, um, people at church, whatever. Um, what, what's that, what's that passion come from? You know, and when did you sort of identify, like, I'm the kind of guy, you know, who, who will fill that hole if it's, if it needs filled or just, I'll, I'll be in that role for a little bit if this person needs it, even if it's just for 30 minutes, you know, I'll, I'll be, when, when did that become a passion or even, is it a passion or just something that happens? No, it's a passion. Um, I mean, I think, I think, uh, and I'll, and I'll take just a moment to, let me, let me just say, I've listened to all of you guys podcasts and, and, uh, and so I am listening to your program and, you know, there's a lot of good stuff you guys are kicking around and I find myself, you know, talking out loud, you know, back to you guys as I'm listening <laughs> sometimes, but, um, so, so, you know, no, <laughs> no, I don't think that at all. No, you've got it uh, wrong. They've got it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't hear a lot that you guys get wrong. I, I think, I think you guys are off to a great start, but, uh, but I think uh, that passion, uh, was informed in, in two ways. Um, Ian, um, the first is, you know, I was the youngest of, of three brothers and I was, I was, you know, materially younger than my two older brothers. And I grew up in, in a home that had what I would characterize as a, as a relatively dysfunctional, uh, parent, parent, uh, styles. Yeah. And so not that my parents were bad people, they just weren't really very well together on parenting. And so, um, but I was, you know, five and six years younger respectively than my two older brothers who were very close in age. Um, and so, you know, I found myself, um, oftentimes as a kid looking in kind of from the outside because I was so much younger, you know, and there was this dynamic that existed, you know, before I achieved the age of understanding around relationships. And so, um, 
And so I kind of became, uh, and I found this out in some counseling later in life, but I, I, I kind of, I kind of became sort of the family mediator person. You know, I kind of became that person that sort of, sort of was the go-to for, don't you want to be on my side? Don't you like my ideas? Don't you want to, you know? Mm. And so I find myself at a very early age having to be judicious about how I responded to those things. I didn't want to take sides. I didn't want to, I didn't want to be part of the conflict. And so I, I tried really hard to separate myself from those things. Now, I don't mean to suggest my family was a bad family. My parents loved me very much and they, they cared for all of us. And, and my dad was a great provider and, and a great teacher and a mentor in a lot of ways. I mean, I, I distanced myself from some of his parenting techniques, of course, but I think we all do that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, my parents were good people and they were Christian people and, um, but you know, they had, they had issues. And so, um, to wrestle through and, you know, that was very visible in our home. So the, so that's part of what formed my, uh, intense desire to be the kind of father and husband and lead the kind of home that was uh, a term you use a lot, Ian, safe yeah. for my kids where they weren't fearful or, uh, uh, where they weren't, they were growing up strong and healthy and, 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 and loved and, and respected and, and cared for, you know, emotionally, physically, whatever. So, so that was kind of the start of my passion to make sure I was very intentional about being a good dad and a good, a good, a good father, a good husband, because being a good husband is such a huge thing, part of being a good father. So, um, so I think, uh, so that's part of it. The other part is that I, as, as I got older, um, a couple things happened, um, you know, um, as I, as I started maturing and into fatherhood a little bit more, my kids began to get older and I, and my career sort of escalated up and I, I began to find and hear back, get feedback and sort of get consensus around the fact that most of the people that worked uh, for me in the uh, workplace uh, or around me or with me, uh, just viewed me that way. They just kind of viewed me as a natural kind of leader in the room, you know, and, and so that happened, you know, it happened at church some too. And, and so, so they just kind of saw me that way. And I began to recognize that, you know, some of the spiritual gifting that God had given me trended in that direction. And, and I needed to acknowledge that and I needed to sort of lean into that. And so, so that's what I tried to do. Yeah. And I tried to expose myself to as much training as I could, you know, from a, a God perspective, you know, uh, uh, and, and, at church and, and with other peers and other men in my life that I respected and mentors of mine. And I began to sort of cobble together my own idea of what leadership really is and what it looks like. Um, and so those were kind of the two ways I was kind of formed and, and developed this passion. One was as a child growing up in a dysfunctional home and wanting to, wanting to navigate that yeah. in as good a way as I could. And, and, and the other just leaning into the God, uh, God's gift uh, to me and, and, and trying to, exercise it yeah. appropriately. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Isn't, I know um, Michael's, Michael's got a question, but I, I just want to say, I think that's so cool. Like you looked at um, maybe some hurts or like what maybe missed, you know, and, and I think you did such a good job honoring, you know, your, your past there. And, but it's something you, you look back and say, okay, I want to learn from, and I want to be, you know, I want to be, I want to excel in this way and, and sort of learn and, and grow from your past experience, which, which motivates you to be an excellent and great dad. And I'm sitting next to Michael, you know, who had a great dad and it t- constantly talks on the show of like how great my dad is. And, and, and that is, that is sparking him to be a better dad. 
in that, you know what I'm saying? This is just, I don't know. I just want to, I guess, honor yeah. Yeah. you breaking any sort of a chain and letting that be your motivation to become a great dad and, and really press into fatherhood. Um, that's not what's motivating Michael. What's motivating Michael is that he had a great dad and he wants to be a great dad too. I just, you know, I just want to honor you and that and um, how special it is to, to get to listen to both your voices right now, which makes me feel weak and inferior. Yeah, you guys have just great voices, and I just don't. God, you guys have great. You guys need to start your own podcast and and make me the guest. You no, have I'll, a great, you have a great voice. Yeah. Up, I'll Michael. I'll add a dimension to that too. Is you know, there's a proverb um, in Proverbs that says uh, <laughs> that says a good man, a godly man, leaves an inheritance to his children's children. And I don't think that's just talking about money. I think yeah. that's also talking about like the way that a father you know, um, gives these gifts to his son. Um, and then his son then can give some of those to their children. Yeah. Um, and so I think, yeah, I think what Ian pointed out is really insightful is that, is that dad, the, I mean, some of the hurts and different things that you experienced, you know, as a kid and you deciding, no, you know, it's going to stop with me. I'm going to do some things differently. Um, that's going to impact not only my life as an inheritance to me, but that's going to impact Lily Ann's life as well. Yeah. And that's yeah. just a really cool thing. Um, and I hope that that honors you as well, but I'll, uh, let's, let's shift gears real fast. Cause I know that we don't have uh, infinite time, but, um, but I want to ask you a question because there's another dimension to your leadership, um, that I think not, maybe not everybody knows, which is that you are a history lover and you have read many biographies of different historical figures. Um, did your love of leadership and studying the great leaders of history begin before you had me and Emily? Um, and how did reading about figures like George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, and John Adams inform your fathering? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, um, you know, I found... Uh, I wasn't always a history buff. I, I toured a, uh, uh, a friend kind of cajoled me into on a business trip one time into touring. We had a couple hours to kill and we toured a, a battleship, USS Alabama and Mobile Bay. And I walked through that ship. And as I walked through that ship, I just felt so moved uh, by the history that I was walking through and I was captivated by it. And I just, I just said, man, I gotta, I gotta start understanding this better. I need to start understanding, you know, the world around me a little better. It just really stimulated my thinking. And so from that point on, I just started grabbing, you know, history books and, and trying to understand, you know, the world that I live in. And, 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 uh, because I believe that history sort of tells us the story of what's ahead of us too. And I think, um, and I wanted to be informed by that. And so I started reading a lot and, um, Michael remember me sitting around reading, reading books a lot. And so, um, <clears throat> but somewhere along the line that translated into reading biographies because understanding, if you can understand people, you can understand history better. Um, and the first, the first, one of the first uh, compelling biographies on leadership that I read was about George Washington. And I had, I had this, you know, I had a couple, and there's not a lot of history about George Washington. Ironically, there's not that much. He's, you know, wasn't uh, a terribly remarkable man in, in, in most ways, except for the fact that he was large yeah. and he was, uh, and he was, had a compelling presence. He just had this compelling presence about him. And, and I think um, <clears throat> when I look at his education, which was minimal, and his background, which was not terribly impressive as far as military history or any of the things that he wanted to do, 
um, I wondered why this guy stood out. You know, why was this guy selected to be the uh, uh, the president of the of the Constitutional Convention when he had no real contribution yeah. to it, uh, other than just everybody in the room said, "Who, who are we going to have to lead these great minds?" Uh, you know, the John Adams, the Thomas Jefferson, the Benjamin Franklin, the James Madison, these wonderful minds that God gave us uh, that I believe were providential in the formation of our great country. Who, who should we select to lead these great minds? And everybody, everybody unanimously said, where's George Washington? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Now, what is that? What is that about that guy? Yeah. You know, and and so, you know, I was captivated with that with that. I just was captivated with that. And I can't read enough about the guy. He just, there's not that much out there. There's a lot of circumstantial things about his life, but not that much about who he was and where he came from and what, what made him the way he is. So I, you know, I just know that there is, this goes back to the spiritual gift concept. This is something that God gives people. You know, I think it's just something that God gives people. And so I realized, and I think it's important to realize when God gives you with something that you got to lean into it and use it. But um, so, yes, Michael, reading about reading biographies of great leaders in history, George Washington was one of my favorites, uh, far and away my favorite president for, for some of those reasons. Um, uh, Winston Churchill, f- fabulous historical character that I love very much to read about. I'm reading some of his stuff right now, some of his personal writings. Um, uh, you know, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. I, I said some comments about him the other day, you know, when, you know, uh, MLK day, I, you know, just, there's so many p- great histories. I love good quotes. Uh, you know, John Adams, those guys, yes, they formed my, my idea of leadership. Uh, and, uh, I want to be, I mean, those guys, I, I respect them. I, you know, for what they did, I don't, I don't know about their personal lives too much and I don't really get too involved in that. I got my own, you know, skeletons there, but I just, but I mean, their ideas, their thoughts, the way they engage the world. I mean, yes, absolutely. They formed my idea yeah. and reinforced actually some of my beliefs about leadership. Did it, did those, um, those thoughts and, and, and studying those characters, did it, did it also inform any way and like how you process through fatherhood of like, and I, I, I sort of goes back to what we sort of said, if there's a lot of leadership and fatherhood that sort of overlaps, but um, is there something that you can think maybe that you're like, oh, yeah, I, I look towards some of these examples and imp- implemented that in, in the home and how I fathered? I think I think if there's if there's one thing, uh, I don't really look at those characters as people that I would say, I wonder what kind of dad they were and I want to be that kind of dad. I, But I would say that the fact that they uh, very uh, nearly in every respect, they were unbelievably staunch and passionate and driven toward a sense of justice. Yeah. Um, you know, all of them. And, you know, they might've been on the wrong side of it sometimes even, but I mean, they all were driven in that direction. And I think that has informed my fatherhood. I can remember a story about Michael wanting to bring rated M games into our home when he was, you know, 14 years old. And I said, no. And he said, but some of these things aren't as bad as you might think they are, dad. And I said, I don't care. I I don't want them here. I just, as a matter of rule, I don't want them in our home. And we had a long discussion about that. And he's like, dad, you're being unfair. You know, your, your history is being a rational guy. Why don't we just look at these games and decide? And I said, no, 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 I'm going to take a stand here. That's it. No rated M games in my home. 
And he looked at me as if to tell me silently, I'm going to play him somewhere else. And I looked back at him as a dad that can read his 14 year old kid's mind and said, I know you're going to play these games somewhere else, but that's okay. That's your decision. But in my home, it's yeah, my decision. It's not going to be here. No. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so I think, you know, taking that, that kind of stand, I mean, those kind of things are what informed me about those great leaders. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, or reinforced it. Yeah. I think, um, well, unless Michael, do you, am I good to ask one more? Yeah. Go, okay. Yeah, go I, uh, I would like to, and this, this in and of itself, and I know this, this, what I'm about to ask could be its own, own episode, you know, so maybe, maybe, you know, next time we sure. bring you back, this is what we talk about, but, um, <laughs> okay. okay. And you, I'll be brief. Yeah. You mentioned, you mentioned a couple things, uh, well, a couple times, just the, the separation of husband and father. And this is something that, that Cass and I talk about a lot, you know, with, uh, when we had Eliza, like, how do we prioritize our marriage? Because, you know, I, of course, like I love Eliza and I'm going to do everything I can to take care of her. And you know, there's nothing that she could do that would make me think, okay, I'm not your dad anymore. Like I, I'm going to love her endlessly and give her all of me. But when we take these wedding vows, you know, and I say in sickness and health and, and you know, what, no matter what I'm choosing Cassidy, like that's, that's who I, I chose to be with me forever. Right. And right. Eliza is a product you know, of me choosing to be with Cassidy forever. And so we, we sort of go, you know, have these conversations of how do we make sure that we're choosing each other first every day. And like that, that sounds rough, right? Cause it's like, I love Eliza with all my heart, but I do, I genuinely, like, I, I want, I want to know when I come home or when, when Cass and Eliza come home, I want everyone to know, like Cass gets my first, she gets my first hug. You know, she gets my first kiss. Right. And the kids come second, you know, and you've, you've been, you know, coming up on 33 years. So there's some success, you know, and, and how you've balanced being a husband and a father. Um, but I'd like to hear you just process that a little bit. What, how do you, how do you do it? Cause it's, it's, and we hear this all the time, right? People are like, oh, we just can't, we became roommates, you know, and we clean the house and we take care of the kids and we sort of lost the, the spark and the love. Right. But so how, how have you prioritized marriage in the midst of having two kids? Well, you know, guys, God made this really, really straightforward and simple. Um, if you, if you love your kids and you want your kids to be the best people they can be, then you will put your wife first ahead of them. Yeah. Period. Mic drop. That's it. I mean, that's you're you're doing, God made it really simple. You're doing the best of both things by loving your wife first. Um, and, and, and the reason I say that is because, you know, a, you know, you need to love your wife first. That's your wedding value. You, you mentioned that Ian, yeah. and, and that's what God gave her to you, gave you to her. And, and that is the way it is supposed to be. We are one flesh. No words to say we're one flesh with our kids. We're one flesh with our wives. And so, so I think that's, that's pretty straightforward, but the thing about kids is, uh, and you guys haven't learned this yet and you will, and Ian, you may be starting to sense it. Your kids are creatures that are very self-interested. Mm. We are humans. They're, they're self-interested creatures and they will do everything they can to divide your marriage. Um, they will, they will, uh, they will, they just, it's natural. It's, it's, if you can get your parents separated and divided on something, then there's conflict that serves your interest. And so, and that sounds cold and, and harsh, but we are self-interested human beings. Yeah. You know, one of the famous, one of the famous funny quotes I heard from Jim Hunter one time when I was talking to him and he was sharing with me thoughts about, uh, 
uh, leadership was he said, you know, he was talking about this very issue, how self-interested we are. You know, what two-year-old has ever walked in a room and said, how can I help here? Sure. Let me get in charge of this. Yeah. Let me let me control things. Let me help Let me help navigate the problems that are going on here. That yeah. just never happens, yeah. right? Yeah. It just never happens. So kids are self-interested people. I don't mean to make them out to be bad, but sure. they're human. And, and so, so, you know, you being one with your wife uh, is so important to your children's growth and understanding, uh, uh, you know, you have to be one with her and you can't be one with her without loving her first and yeah. putting her first, uh, always. So I hope that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, that's something that, yeah, again, like Cass and I, we process through that a lot and, but I know that there are a lot of parents and not that we're mm-hmm. perfect, right? Cause there've certainly been weeks and even pro- there's probably been a month or so like in, in our marriage that it's just been about the kids and we focus on the kids. Right. Um, sure. But, but I know that there's, there's a lot of people, it feels like, you know, in my conversations that that's, that's just a recurring theme of parenthood that like your marriage gets put on pause and you focus on the kids yep. and then they turn right. 18 and then you realize, Oh, well your whole life has been about the kids for 18 years. And now we get divorced because we don't have a relationship. Right. We had a relationship with the kids. Um, sure. and so Cass and I just process a lot. Like, how do we, how do we uphold that? And that, I think that's just really easy, good wisdom, you know, love, love your spouse well, that- be there and, yeah, that is the wisdom, but I, you know, I would tell you guys, and I haven't had a chance, you guys have been talking about what a great dad I am, and we're talking about, you know, 33 years, I mean, dude, I've screwed this up a lot, guys, you know, I've messed it up a lot, you know, I'm not, you know, we've been talking about what, what it ought to be, and what the Bible says it should be, and what life has taught me that it should be, but in no way, I mean, if you had Sue Ann on here, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, she would give you, you know, plenty of instances yeah, where I've messed that up, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. so, so it's, you know, it's hard. I mean, these things are really, really hard to do. And, um, and that's why the intentionality that I see, you know, in you guys, uh, you know, talking through this and exploring it and being intentional about that, the intentionality I see in Michael, when I say Michael's a better dad than I was at that age, it's because of the intentionality he's giving to being a dad. And, you know, at that time in my life, I was, you know, my kid was, I was looking at Michael going, what are you, when are you going to stop doing things that annoy me? And, and let's, you know, let's right. So yeah, I do the same it, thing. It sometimes, just, so. <laughs> well, everybody does. I mean, we're, you know, we're human, but, but I'm just, I'm just saying, I mean, I, you know, I didn't develop that intentionality gene until a little bit later than, than you guys are. And so, um, but yeah, I've, I've bungled this stuff a lot, but that is, you know, that is, the, I be, honestly believe and life has taught me that that is the truth. Yeah. So, your wife first. so dad, speaking of intentionality, I know oftentimes you, you took time aside with me for intentional, like one-on-one moments, um, to create opportunities for memories, um, and just kind of, uh, and just kind of spend time together. Um, how did you decide when to do this? Uh, and was this something that your father did or is it something that you kind of just produced organically? And I'll give, let me give uh, this story this... real fast. Like for one, uh, I remember that sticks out to me. It always sticks out to me is we went to, um, we went on a fishing trip. It was kind of a corporate, uh, fishing trip, but, uh, up to Canada. And, um, and I remember, uh, but I remember, you know, the executives were, invited like they could bring their sons along uh, it was kind of a father-son kind of trip and we went out to a uh we went up to like a beach and they were making some kind of crab bisque thing and whatever and you took me out in the woods 
uh, in you know on that beach, and we went out and we just like took a took a selfie together out in the woods and just kind of like you know hey let's create a memory right here, and that just sticks like that just sticks out to me, and I don't know like I thought it was weird in the moment, but just thinking about it, I was like I was like I mean he, you took like a snapshot on your phone, you literally took a snapshot on your phone, but then you know I mean it. I mean, it's like that that's grain ingrained into my memory is that moment. And uh, when I look back on it, I think, wow, that was just really intense. I mean, I'm never going to forget that fishing trip just because of that moment right there. I'm just never going to forget that. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Great memory. Uh, good time. And, uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's kind of hard to stay focused with the emotion in that statement. But but it yeah, it was also I mean, unbelievably cold. And that's also one reason <laughs> why I will remember. I, I remember that. And you remember yeah. that I would lay on the I would just go into the cabin on the boat and just lay in your jacket and just yeah. go to sleep for like two hours while everybody else fished. Yeah. <laughs> eating, eating, eating my eating Snickers. Your, that eating, I told, your... eating my Snickers that I told you to get one and you didn't. And, and then you ate, you know, you ate like two. One of those, Snickers one of those moments that I don't think I like Snickers. Yeah. One of those moments that you, you're so hungry, <laughs> right? Cause you're out there on yeah, the water all yeah. day. You're just exhausted because right. your boat's moving all the time. And you're just like, I'll eat any, like if somebody gave me an onion, I would eat it like an apple, right? Now. <laughs> well, being, being 15, 16 years old is, is a, is a unique thing for young men, but I look, your question was, you know, how did I get informed around and decide to be so intentional about things? And I, and I think, um, you know, when I, when I look at, uh, poor relationships with, you know, when I hear about or read about or, or talk to people that have, you know, not great relationships with their dads. Uh, oftentimes, and I had this a, a little bit with my dad, um, you know, sometimes dads can say things that can be harmful and hurtful and, and those, those tend to leave, you know, great wounds. And I think, and they last, you know, they last a long time. And so, and so, you know, I made up my mind, you know, fairly early, uh, you know, with my kids that, you know, I wanted to be just as intentional because I'm going to do that too. I'm sure I've said things that have been hurtful to my kids. But I mean, I, I also want to make sure that I'm doing things with them in the moment to just capture a moment and make sure they know how much they mean to me. And, you know, uh, and so, yeah, I tried to, you know, one of the things that informed me about that, you asked about if my dad had anything to do with that. And he absolutely did. I had, I had two older brothers that left home about the same time. I was probably uh, 13 or 14, 14 years old, roughly when they left home. And, uh, uh, I had not had a strong relationship with my dad. It wasn't a bad relationship, but my dad was a pretty noisy, uh, disciplinarian, you know, pretty tough dude. And, uh, he was a good man and, and, uh, uh he wouldn't have got put in jail for anything he ever did to me in the terms of discipline, but he was certainly a, a disciplinarian and a tough dude. And, uh, I just didn't, I just wasn't really close to him you know, growing up. But at that time in my life, uh, my dad, uh, decided he looked at me and he decided to begin to invest in me a little bit. And we did, we did things, mostly it was around work. You know, it was, <laughs> we had a farm and I was, you know, we had projects to do and he would go and do projects. And I, I'm quite sure that he would have never gone and done those projects had it not been, uh, some of them had it not been for just the opportunity to, to work alongside me and teach me some things and spend some time with me. And so, 
uh, that, that really, my relationship with my dad just blossomed at that point in time. And I think I grew as a young man a lot in those couple of years there before I started reaching out and driving and chasing girls and going to work and doing those kind of things. I just, he kind of had me locked down for a year or two there and, and man, it was very enriching for me. Um, it, it shaped a lot of my uh, confidence as a young man, as I started growing up more. And, uh, so, you know, I wanted to be that for you, uh, as well, Michael. And, and so, yeah, my dad did have a hand in shaping that, but, uh, but also I just, you know, I wanted to be, I just, I don't know, I don't know where the other intentionality came from. I wanted you guys to know that I loved you first, you know, and, and, uh, you know, above, uh, you know, behind your mom, of course, but above everything else in the world. And, uh, that yeah, there was nothing more important to me than being your dad. So, um, I, and I wanted you to know that, and I wanted to tell you that, and I wanted to say the words to you, uh, that I thought you were beautiful, that I thought you were lovely, that I thought I was grateful that God gave you to me for a time to steward and love. And, uh, and uh, I still feel exactly the same way. Wow. That's really good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sean, a- yeah. Sean, um, before we, uh, before we, um, stop taking up so much of your time, we're going to do a quick, a quick, uh, a quick speed round of, uh, of questions. Of course, like you, you can okay. make these one word answers, or if you want to elaborate, <laughs> feel free to, this is, this is, uh, your yeah. world. We're just living in it. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> uh, favorite country or state you've traveled to. Oh, wow. Um, favorite country, uh, without a doubt, probably Italy. My wife has a passion for that. We, we love going there. I think we're going, we're going there here in, in, a, in a few weeks again for like the fifth time. I just love the people, the scenery, the beauty, the food, you know, it's everything about that is, is very enjoyable to be in uh, state. Uh, wow. Uh, probably uh, uh, Colorado, New Mexico. Uh, those areas are places I love to go and retreat. Favorite historical figure. You know, I could be kind of goofy and say Jesus Christ. You know, Come that's on. a that's a big deal. You know, great servant, greatest servant leader ever. <laughs> but but I but I guess if if I'm going to go outside of that, um, probably uh, probably Winston Churchill is probably my favorite historical character. I'll uh, I'll say I'll reword this one just just brief or if um, assuming mostly dads are listening to this, what's a what's a leadership book that you would recommend to any dad right now? Well, I mean, I mentioned, Michael mentioned the servant. I mean, I'm not a guy that's read a lot of, a lot of the uh, business type leadership books. I'm, I'm not too much into that, but uh, the servant is a book. I, w- I would highly recommend that to anybody It's uh, that wants to be a dad, wants to be a good leader. Uh, it is the foundation of that, of that, of that, uh, of that book is really first uh, uh, Corinthians uh, 13, the, the, you know, the love chapter and, and is it first or second Corinthians? I think it's First Corinthians thirteen, First Corinthians, yeah. Um, and so, I mean, it's it's those things. Uh, it's really about love, and I know that sounds really kind of hokey, but but I mean, you can't inform people in a positive way without love being at the heart of it. And so, whether it's your kids or your employees or your coworkers or people you meet at the gas station, whatever. So, um, I, I love the way that material is presented. It's hokey, it's cheesy, it's weird, but you can consume that book in a couple of hours. And it's, uh, it's got just a tremendous amount of good information in it. And I think it's just got just the right amount of focus on, on putting love first in any relationship that you have. Yeah. Best age of your kids. Like which age do you think was, was just prime? It could be different between me and Emily. 
Oh my gosh, man. Um, you know, Michael, for you, I would say probably, uh, probably that, uh, you know, four to six age range long, was long just a ago. tremendous, lot of fun. Yeah. Just a lot of fun for me. I mean, I had a lot of fun with you at every age, but, <laughs> but I mean, I'd really enjoyed, I really enjoyed being your dad then, uh, and, and I really enjoyed your, you just watching you grow. That was just such a particularly fun time for me, a sweet time. Emily, um, probably with Emily, um, different kind of kid altogether. I would say older, I would say more, uh, more, more college age, uh, young adult. I mean, her, the years that she's going through right now are, 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 have been probably the most rewarding for me with Emily. I think, um, just watching her develop, uh, at this stage of life. I mean, when she was younger, man, she kind of looked at me skeptically and <laughs> sort of, I got a lot of side eye from her as a kid, you know, going, you know, when I punish her, I punish Michael and he would the perfect child in, in terms of discipline, he would come back and hug me and say, sorry, dad, you know, uh, you know, I, I want to make up, I want to be square with you, buddy. And it just was so rewarding. Cause you're kind of holding your breath. wondering if your kid's going to hate you, yeah. you know, or not. And then with Emily, it was the other way, man. You know, she's like, look at me and go, I don't have anything to do with you. Dude. I don't, you know, I'm out, you know, I, so it was like, you know, it's just, she was, she definitely held a grudge. Uh, <laughs> Emily's but, really, uh, Emily's really entered a sweet time for sure. She's, she's super confident. Oh, now. wow. Like, yeah. Just has worked through a lot of stuff and yeah, it's I just as a brother, it's been really cool to see her these last couple of years. Well, absolutely. And, and to watch her develop that kind of razor wit humor she's got just, you know, she's really, she could smack you down pretty quick, but, uh, but so it's been a lot of fun to watch her in these later years. The famous her yeah, sticking her thumb in my water when I was pestering her. Oh yeah. That's just, yeah. Yeah. That's the best. Yeah. That was right in front of the whole family at a restaurant somewhere. That was a, that was a classic moment. Just not, not a word, just, just eye contact, <laughs> thumb in mouth, thumb in drink. You know, it was, it was great. It was great. The rattle, <laughs> the rattle of the ice and my dumbfounded face. That's <laughs> oh yeah. It was classic. Well, you handled it well, you know, you handled it well. You took it like a man. Uh, you, you don't have to answer this one, um, on, uh, with Emily because she's not here to defend herself, but for Michael, what was the worst age? Uh, you know, probably, um, how old are you now? The 26? worst age. I mean, we had some con. I, I'd say, I'd say the early, probably the early high school years, late middle school, early high school years, where he was starting to uh, try to explore his own, you know, uh, ideas and and you know, cha- begin to challenge some of the paradigms that we had in our home in terms of you know uh, how to how to live, how to process the world, and and uh, he was a little slippery uh, during that time, but. Um, Michael's just was an exceptional. Both my kids have been exceptional human beings. I, I don't have a lot to complain about. First. But I would say that. Yeah, I would say I would say that. I would say that. I would say that, you know, kind of back half of eighth grade year up through maybe, you know, uh, you know, sophomore year. That 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 was kind of a time of, you know, seems like perpetual uh challenges. Yeah. Okay. Which is harder, raising boys or girls? <laughs> Well, you know, I think for me, uh, I, wow, man, you guys are gonna get me in trouble. I, (laughs) I think for here, I think for me, I think it was probably harder, uh, with Emily. I I don't feel like I was, uh, uh, 
as close to her for one reason or another when she was younger. She just was more private kid and a more closed off personality. And, uh, you know, she was, you know, of course she was more informed by her mom too, I think, uh, in, in certain ways. And so, uh, I mean, I loved her and we were close and we did a lot of things together, but, uh, she was a little bit more challenging read for me, um, Mm. than, than you were. Michael was, Michael was pretty much just kind of out there, you know, looking (laughs) at the world going, why is everybody, you know, pissed off and why is everybody crying? You know, what's wrong? Let's just, Uh, Emily was, you know, a little bit more challenging for me at least to understand and read. But, um, so I guess that would be my It's answer. hard because the sample size is so small, right? Emily, it could just be our personality. Yeah, it's, only, it's only two. I mean, yeah. you could, you could have been a jerk and, you know, and, and, and I easily <laughs> would have gone with Emily. She's as being the easier kid. She's, yeah. but I think she was just a little bit more closed off. Oh man. She had some sweet moments as a baby girl though. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, just the, yeah, she was a sweet, sweet little girl. And, uh, she was, you know, we, we certainly had, you know, daddy, daddy, daughter, you know, girl time. Uh, you know, we, we, we've done a lot of things together too. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Favorite food mom makes. Oh, lasagna. I love yeah, lasagna. I, mean, I, I haven't had pasta, the lasagna. Pasta guy. Uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to miss lasagna, but I mean, it's, but hers is just, I just, that's just my favorite thing she puts on the table, Oh, it's so but she didn't mess anything up. It's all good. So I need to start uh, texting you more whenever we're sick. Cause she used to bring us like chicken tortilla soup every time. Well, you should come <laughs> back really to our church. Too. That's what you should do. <laughs> Baptists take care yeah. of our own. Ian. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. You're out. You're out. Pal. Yeah. All right. Best, so. best piece of wisdom for a young dad. Oh my gosh. Uh, make sure no matter what that your kids know that you absolutely love them more than anything in the world. I, I don't let that not be clearly understood at any moment of time. Okay. Um, favorite child. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. Don't last, I'm not going to answer last, that. Last question. Yeah. Last question. Um, yeah, well, sure. My computer is just blown up. Um, what, and we're going to ask all our guests this, by the way, because it's going to be the title of the episode. So all of the, all of the pressure is on what in a, in a sentence or two is your best guess as a dad? My best guess as a dad. Um, I would say I'm, I'm going to choose, I'm just going to choose words. Uh, love hard, laugh often, uh, and, and know that your kids are watching everything you do. Yeah. Very good. I, uh, no, that's, that's, that's great because it's, um, that, uh, I don't know when we had that conversation, but, but Michael and I were talking about that of like, yeah, they just watch everything. Eliza's watching literally everything we do. Now she's starting whenever she will ask her like basic questions, you know, like, you know, what, what did you, what toys did you play with? She goes, um, and then she like clicks her tongue and then she'll answer, <laughs> you know? And it's like, <laughs> so which one of us does that? Whenever we ask each other, we're like, oh, yeah. Maybe says, but yeah, she's, she's starting to do that now. Gosh, Sean, thank you. Thank yeah. you so much for being here and uh, being a part of this. We've, we've taken up just way too much of your time. Um, so thank you. This has been a, a lot of fun for us and, and we're excited to, uh, to share this with people. And, um, before, before we go, I'll ask, is there, do you just happen to have a dad joke holstered? Do you have like a go-to dad joke? 
<laughs> you know, I really don't. I, I I don't think I was ever much of a dad joke guy. Michael yeah, can probably verify that. But I, I would say, guys, I, this has been an absolute pleasure to be with you today. I, I this is great conversation, uh, and and you guys are you guys are off to a great start, being wonderful dads and and Thanks, good Sean. Christian fathers and husbands, and and couldn't be prouder of both of you uh, if I tried or tried to dream up a way to be. So uh, congratulations on your kiddos. And I think you're off to a fantastic start being dads. So thanks so much. All right. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to get dad. We're going to try to get you to bust a gut with this dad joke that Ian has. Okay. Uh, well, right, no, no, see now, okay. now, now there's too much pressure. He's not going to laugh. Okay. Here we go. Pressure's on. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> I did, you know, I looked at like five or six and I was like, well, what, which one would that, do I think Sean would, would appreciate. And so now the pressure is really on because I, I thought like, oh, maybe he'd like this one. Okay. Here we go. Two fish are in a tank. One says, how do you drive this thing? <laughs> that's all I get. That's, 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 it's so hard to find a quality dad joke, you know. Like, yeah, the, yeah, they're the, yeah, they're all bad. They're all I mean, they're just all <laughs> really bad. They're definite. all really bad. <laughs> I my 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 humor with my kids was really geared more towards sarcasm and and wit, I think, than it was uh, the dad joke. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, I can always appreciate some a good dad yeah. joke. Uh, well, Sean, thanks thanks so much <laughs> for being here. Um, we'll we'll be sure to try to find some time and bring you on again or uh, or something like that. So thanks so much. Thank, thank you guys. Keep guessing. Yep. You'll do. Bye. Um, wow. Our first, our first guest. It's yeah. Supposed to be like a play on, yeah. on my best guest. I don't know about all that. So far, you know, so far, Sean is our, our best guest. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Come on. You Again, that? small sample size. But. <laughs> That's right. Uh, hey listener, I, um, thank you guys for hanging out with us, having more dad conversations. We're excited to keep doing this and bringing on, um, um, new perspectives uh, to help us uh, all as we journey through the unique challenges and joys of fatherhood. So, um, if you have if you have any um, any thoughts on our conversation today, or like you know, oh, oh, I think this would be a unique perspective, or whatever it is, please let us know. You can go to our Patreon; uh, the link is um, in our show description. But also, you can email us at dadsbestguess at gmail We look forward to uh, hearing from you guys, and uh, would love to bring on your perspectives on the show yep leave a review subscribe do all the things email us for real we want to hear from you guys we're so excited to, for this to be a community and for this to really be you know a place where we can interact with you all um we know you're listening we see the numbers so you better <laughs> stop freeloading and start talking to us that's what i gotta say about that so um thanks guys really appreciate you being on and uh, we'll see you next time bye